Hey, Emmy, can you say this is dinner for dessert? This is dinner for dessert. Close enough. Hey, Eric. Hey, Pop. If you could choose between spending a night, hanging out, doing whatever you want to do, partying with Martha Stewart, or spend the whole night partying with Snoop Dogg, who would you choose? Martha Stewart. Wow, you didn't even have to think about that. I don't like pot, and I'm a fat kid, so I like sweets. <laughs> so you just figure that Martha Stewart's going to cook for you? Yeah, boy. And she's got cool jail stories. She's been to jail. Well, they both been to jail. Yeah, but she's cooler. So Martha Stewart. 100%. How would you want the night to unfold? First, like, set the scene. What location? Where are you going to hang out? Hopefully her residence. You don't want to bring her to Oceanside? No, I'm good. No? You don't want to hang out in your basement no, with her? with no? my two okay. huskies? No, I'm good. Okay. So you're going to go to her house? Yeah. Um, She'll probably have some, like, killer hors d'oeuvres laid out. Do you want to be alone with her, or do you want to be there with like a whole crew of people? Whole crew. Can I go? Of course. Sweet. Can Jones go? Yeah, I guess. Jones, you want to go? I would love to go. <laughs> you think she'll let us be there? Yeah. Okay, so now you're hanging out at the residence. We're there. There's, a, there's past hors d'oeuvres. Definitely. Okay. She definitely has hired help that would be passing. Would you, um, at some point in the night, perhaps... Um, ask her to maybe go into the hot tub with you or yeah yeah maybe go for a french kiss yeah i think you could make out with martha stewart and i listen that's that's cool that's cool bragging rights it's huge bragging rights i don't think people know that martha stewart used to be a model yeah she's like she's a looker she's not terrible she's not ugly very not ugly how old do you think she is i i don't know what do you think i'm bad with that i think she's like in her late 80s oh stop it this guy (laughs) Sky. I don't know anything about her, honestly. He could tell you what like keyboard a song was recorded on, but he doesn't know Martha Stewart's age. Like, not even the right decade. I want to say she's 72. Maybe I mean, 75. Now, now i got to look it up. Don't <laughs> do it. It's cheating. All right, Jones, you're going to pick Martha Stewart or Snoop Dogg? It, it's going to depend on uh, two things, time of year, and does the whole entourage come or is it just the person? I think you get to choose in this scenario. So if you want like, to hang out with Snoop, but you also get maybe Dr. Dre. Um, I don't know. Who else does he hang out with? I have no idea. Eminem? Does he? Martha Stewart, right? I don't know. Martha, he hangs out with Martha Stewart, so you can kind of get both of them technically. Right? Isn't that how it works? Um, so you're now hanging out with the whole entourage. Do you still choose Stewart or Dog? I got lazy. I didn't want to say the name. I might have to say Snoop Dogg. Yeah? Yeah, I might have to say Snoop Dogg. I'm just I'm a big fan of his music. I would talk to him about yeah, a lot but of Yeah, but you're a stuff. fan of his music now? No, no. For, like, even just... You like old Snoop Dogg, not new Snoop no, Dogg. No, only if I only talked about Doggy Style, I'd be like, that's that's all I need to know. Would you try to do a collab with him? Like, No, hell no. You would, like, you're hanging out with Snoop Dogg. You're not going to try to get on a record with him? Didn't you hear my last diss track? It was amazing. I'm a better ra- I'm a better rapper than Snoop Dogg is. <laughs> you probably are technically. Um, all right, so wow, you guys uh, you guys are split down the middle. I'm going to say Martha Stewart. I have no interest in hanging God out with Snoop Dogg. Right. I want good food. 
Um, I feel like everything in her house will be like really clean. Yeah, super nice. She'll and, like, probably tell you and, co- and like cozy, mm-hmm. like She'll give fluffy you some stock tips. Oh yeah, <laughs> she could give me insider trading tips. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we could use that to fund the podcast. Amen, brother. Hell yeah. You think we could be like wrapped up into her like conglomerate, like DFD, like a Martha Stewart company? I would in a second. That'd be awesome. Could do like a cooking show on our network. Because then people would come here thinking it was a show about food prep. I mean, the, the name of our show is Dinner for Dessert, and we're not a food show, which is very strange. But if we had Martha Stewart as our label. That would be huge. The people that would come here, and I guarantee we'd hook some of them with just our raw, natural appeal. It's possible. Speaking of food, by the way, we are podcasting live right now from uh, our buddy Sean's backyard. Where he just barbecued up some of the greatest food I've had in a long time. Yeah, that was a meal, dude. That was some piece of steak, man. We each got our own steak. Like, have you ever been at a cookout or barbecue or whatever it's called where, oh my God, did you just hear that? That was awesome. That was a mortar and I hope that picked up. Oh my God. I think our entire show is going to be filled with fireworks I hope so. Okay, so now you know we're really outside. (laughs) (laughs) But... I mean, dude, we just had some of the most delicious steaks ever, and we each got our own steak. Like, have you ever gotten that ever he in your life? He marinated it like a mofo, too. Yeah. Burgers, dogs. I ate a bacon cheeseburger. And Eric hates bacon, but he did it just to be polite. Don't tell Sean, but he <laughs> hates bacon. <laughs> I did it because I didn't want you guys to make fun of me on air. Dude, I can't believe we're doing a live show right now. This is really happening. First one. This is the real one. Is, you, is this really you? Looking it's at, actually me. It's, looking, not a, at it's Jones, not a soundboard. Looking at Jones with a tiki torch behind him is kind of sexy. He's had a ladybug on his hat this entire time, and <laughs> yes, I don't bro, it's on the brim. <laughs> I know if I've, I should say anything. I've seen it, too. Yo, I did. It's gone. Oh! It, it flew away. Bye, ladybug. I think it's good luck or bad luck. I keep forgetting which one I it is. I think ladybugs are good luck. Yeah, that sounds right. Which one's a bad luck? Uh, Scorpions? Probably. Here I am. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those guys are good luck. I saw them live at Jones Beach. My beach? Theater, concert. Yeah, you saw the Scorpions live? And it was awesome. How old are you? <laughs> I saw them like five or six years ago. Oh, you saw them like nostalgia style, not like when they were at the Not like when game. they were in their peak. Yeah, I was oh. like, dude, you were three years old in, at oh, that point. And they did Winds of Change, and it was just, it was beautiful. If you saw like 1984 Scorpions, imagine. And he whistles live. That's ballsy. Yeah, it's cool. He's good. He's good stuff. Feel class, like class mind can sing, man. So it's funny, like that, like we're in Wantaw right now, and I guess technically that theater is like that concert hall is too. And when people play there, I hate when they go, "What's up, Wantaw?" Like just say Long Island, dude. Like that's not there. It's too specific. Or just say Jones Beach because like, they don't realize if I like know, you don't, don't live know. on Long Island, like you don't realize like Wantaw is way too specific of a call out. It always drove me nuts. Yeah. And when I worked at Mulcahy, same thing. When, like, Ingve Malmsteen would be like, hey, Wanta. He'd be like, come on, dude. You suck already. Like, don't, don't make it yeah, worse. Yeah, and 98% of the people there aren't from Wanta. <laughs> just a bad strategy. Wait, you, you just say, what's up, New York? You I wouldn't- saw Scorpions and Ingve Malmsteen? I had to work, like, four times when Ingve Malmsteen played, and I never wanted to off myself harder. I oh. have no idea who that is. He sucks. He's, like, supposedly some guy who's good on guitar. He's terrible. And he's a dick. He sounds like it. With that kind of name, it's got to be a jerk. I saw the Scorpions, though, with Def Leppard. 
in Queensryche. That was a show. That's intense. That's intense. Silent lucidity. You want to know the only? You want to know how lame of a person I am? <laughs> you want me to battle off all the concerts I saw at Jones Beach? <laughs> yes. Uh, K2 Beatstock with me. <laughs> with um, who was there? Uh, TKA probably. Yeah, Judy Torres. Judy Torres. Basically every Pit- Pitbull was there that year. Probably every freestyle artist from 1987. I saw Chicago. Yeah. And I saw <laughs> Third Eye Blind. And we saw Taking Back Sunday. Was I with you or no? Oh yeah, Taking Back Sunday. Okay, that that count. That's yeah. like that's actually the the only non terrible one. But I loved. I had a blast at all of them. So, whatevs. I like Jones Beach. It's a good place. The seats are uncomfortable. Yeah, but you're not there for the seats. You're no, there. you're right. You're there for the I have a meet. I saw a fish there one time. Okay, enough. Enough. Oh no! Yeah. It's the, this is the best story oh, ever. It's gross, right? They there was a dude up in the second the balcony who I guess was like tripping on like PCP or some shit, and he jumped from the top balcony down to the bottom, right? And he blasted his chest on like an empty seat in front of me, and then laid back and just started like bleeding out of the mouth, and then the band started playing like the most happy song ever, and I'm like, this is crazy. Like, are you all right, dude? And they you like t- you told me that story before, bro. That's unbelievable. Cool. Fish stinks. Did he rip it and dip it, or is he still alive, you think? I got no further update, but he's he definitely got airlifted. <laughs> Rippity dippity. No way. He had a good run. It's it was a good it was, way to go out. He got hit in the head with a glow stick like I've never seen. It was amazing. Like, di- like dying from like jumping out of <laughs> off the stands of a freaking concert? A That's a pretty cool concert. way to- Yeah, it's a bad concert to pick, but like it's a cool way to go. That's got to be like a three or four story drop. Like you guys know my my position on on death. Like I'd like to die in a cool way, and I'm 100%. and I'm a hundred percent convinced that I'm going to die in a very embarrassing way. Yeah. And I just hope that you guys um, at least use it for content for the show. Because if I die in a funny way and you guys don't maximize it to help this podcast grow, I'm going to be very upset. From yeah, hell. I feel like dying on the toilet is an awful way to go. You yeah. gotta you gotta say something good before you go, like Geronimo or like Open Sesame or something. Imagine I'm like, trying to take a you know take a take a poops and I'm, <laughs> I'm just like like you strain too hard. Scream, and let her rip and I die. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I go. Uh, it's gonna be something like that. I think I'm gonna choke. I think I'm gonna choke on a ham sandwich. That's I called it right here. That's and then embarrassing. When I, but when it happens, people are like, "Oh my god, it's like self fulfilling prophecy." And then you're gonna play this episode back. Because it's going to be all creepy and it's going to be a YouTube channel show that somebody's going to make. And it's good content. So there you go. I feel like choking and dying is so embarrassing. Yeah, especially if it's on a funny food, right? Like if it's like a, you know, I'm eating like my kid's chicken finger, (laughs) you know? It's like, really? You died on a chicken finger? Like you could have died eating Sean's delicious steak tonight, but instead (laughs) it's a freaking chicken finger. Are those cannolis, by the way, on the table? Oh, man. Ooh, it's going to be a good night. You know it's a good night when there's steaks and cannolis and mortar fire. I'm pretty sure uh, <laughs> World War Three just started while we were doing the show. Bro, so I actually time. almost peed a little. That was such a loud noise. I did pee a little. It was so... I, we had, none of us had any clue that was about to happen. That was pretty scary. Um, can I tell you guys an embarrassing story? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So last week, I am at a um, birthday party for my you know one of my son's friends my son's four so it's like a it's like a little you know like gymnastics place and like all like the parents kind of sit outside of when the kids like bounce around the bouncy houses and stuff and you know small talk is going on or whatever so i'm talking to one of the moms and i say oh so um 
where are you from originally? Are you from Long Beach originally? She's like, oh, no, I grew up in Baldwin. I was like, oh, nice. Like, what, what, what year? She's like, oh, class of 97. I'm like, oh, I have a friend. He's, you know, a couple years older than me. He's, uh, he, he graduated 97 from Baldwin. His name's Mike Arnone. One of our listeners, to those who listen to the show, you probably have heard that name a bunch, right? And she's like, oh, I, I know Mike. Yeah, we were in the same grade, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, he's like one of my good buds, man. Like, we've been friends for years and years and years. I talk to him all the time. He's such a great dude. She's like, oh, that's great. That's so great to hear. He's doing, he's doing well. Uh, where's he living now? And I was like, uh, I have no idea where he lives. <laughs> and like instantly... She gave me that look like this guy is totally full of crap. And remember, this is a stranger. Like I'm this is her first impression of me is this dad who just talks smack about he knows everybody. Meanwhile, he doesn't know this guy at all. But the truth is I really do I like we've known this guy forever. We talk literally every day. I talk to this guy through text message more on a daily basis than I talk to my own wife. And I live with her. And I have no idea where yeah. he lives. I literally have like three open chats with him every day. I, one with me and him, one with me, you, and him, maybe four. One with me, you, him, and Jones, and then one with me and him on Instagram. So I literally have four open chats with this guy a day and didn't know where he lived until this happened to you and you had to ask him where he lived. Yeah, and it gets worse because I dig, like, I'm not going to just let it slide. Wait, like, I'm going to keep going. You asked him where he lives? I did ask him right after. I'm like, <laughs> in the chat. I was like, hey, Mike. <laughs> long story i'll explain it to you uh later or maybe you'll hear it on the podcast but where do you live again and he's like uh levittown you knew that i'm like totally knew that yeah i never knew that and uh, um so now i'm talking i'm still talking to her right so uh, she goes oh where does he live right now and i instead of just being like oh i have no idea i go um well he used to live in baldwin as you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's what I said. I, this is I'm dead serious, and I'm saying it like I'm not saying it like being funny. I'm like, like really trying hard to get out of this. I'm like, he well, he was in Baldwin, and then I know he was he moved um, somewhere else, like out of his parents' house when he got married. Um, you know, you know how it is these days. Like when you have friends that like you know you, your whole friendship is almost like just in text message because you know it's just like life, you know. <laughs> And she's like, uh-huh. All right, well, it's good talking to you. And she just walked away. And I was just sitting there like on a bench at a kid's gymnastics place by myself, like wallowing in my own self-pity. It was a very, very embarrassing moment for me. You know what's funny is that I know Mike's uncle lives on my street, but I could have sworn that he lived in Oceanside. Yeah, man. <laughs> I have, Oh, man, that's really If funny. he would have lived in Oceanside and I didn't know that, it would be a problem. Here, here, Here's the... Thing now we all have to memorize it. He lives in Levittown because we're gonna get quizzed again. It's gonna happen. This woman is she she's on to me. <laughs> she thinks I'm totally full of crap. Yeah, That's she thinks you're part. that. She thinks you're that guy. But here's the thing: like I wasn't lying. Like nothing I said. Like it, it's absolutely well, just, true. You gotta, you gotta just take it as it is, bro. She you're a liar to her forever. I know it stings. There's no fixing it. It stings. Her husband's a senator. Next time you Is see her, weird? just be like, it's Levittown. Levittown. <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, I got an update for you. <laughs> I, you know, I was really tired that day. I, I just slipped my mind. Sorry. Sorry if I came off weird. I totally understand why you don't want your son to hang out with my son anymore. <laughs> I get it. It's fine. It's fine. So that happened. You know, this is like the first uh, show notes where you haven't written an intro. Or at least like a line or something that we didn't understand. Oh uh, yeah, I just I don't have one. <laughs> I didn't have, well, we came up with one though. 
You want to know where I got that question from? I know where you got the question from. No, but play, play, play pretend. Oh, where'd you get it from? It was a good question. No, start over. Start over. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right. Hey, Eric, do you know where I got that intro question from? No, but it was good. Where'd it come from? Well, I actually looked over at the table that right next to us from this lovely barbecue at Sean's house. Thanks again, Sean. Um, and there's two bottles of wine next to each other. One is a Snoop Dogg bottle of wine, and one's a Martha Stewart bottle of wine. Martha? Martha. <laughs> <laughs> Martha Stewart. Stewart. Uh, <laughs> I can't talk. But anyway, um, yeah, so that's where I got it from. So those bottles were brought here by uh good friend James McCann, who actually had to split the barbecue. Because, uh, are we allowed to say it out loud? Or? His kid was doing the pukies. He was doing the pukies. He was doing the number three. Yeah. <laughs> could we all decide? He was doing a reverse eat. Yeah, could we decide <laughs> that, like, P is one... Poop is two and puke is three. Yeah, that's fair. Let's just make it official. If we all say yes right now, it's official. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, all in favor. How about uh, barbecue <laughs> attendees? Yeah, they all agree. Yeah, all right. And number three is puking. Boom. I feel good about I'm this. I'm cool with it. Jones? I'm gonna tell you this like in three weeks, and you're gonna be like, "What on earth are you talking about?" <laughs> oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Dude, I never remember anything we do on the show after. It's bad. It's bad when like I'm like, "Did you say that on the air?" Or was that just a conversation I had with you? <laughs> it, all, it all blends together. It's bad. Do you know what town we're in right now? We're in Levittown. We're in Wontaw. We're in Wontaw. <laughs> we're in Wa- obviously, we're in Wontaw. You just did a whole thing about Wontaw. I remember that. See? See, I'm not dumb. <laughs> not dumb. That was good. I hate you guys. Wow. No, I love you guys. I, will y- I love you guys for loving me despite all my flaws. Thank you, Jonesy, for loving me, even though I'm an idiot. <laughs> it's It's easy. No, th- oh, it's easy. Yeah, oh. it's easy because you're beautiful. You're beautiful. I, I was mean, thinking that song "Loving You" is easy because you're beautiful. Oh. oh, I thought you were talking like the cover girl thing. I don't know what that means. Like the slogan for the makeup. The makeup. The makeup. It's the makeup. <laughs> I didn't know you moved to Brisbane recently. <laughs> Brisbane. Oh. oh, Jones is Australian now. Doing my Irish accent. <laughs> Um, I did listen to one part of the episode last week when you tried to do a Mark Wahlberg impression and it was a straight up Rosie Perez. Like I listened again just to make sure that like, I, I wasn't hearing things, dude. <laughs> so good. All right. So we got a lot of good stuff to get through tonight. You looks like we got a chunk of feedback. <laughs> it just looks like paragraphs from people. We got lots of paragraphs. We also did a couple of questions out um, uh, to the to the uh, listeners last week, and uh, we got to go through the results. Yeah, I saw you put up a AMA on the Grammage today, right? Yeah, we got some Ask Us Anythings. We got um, we even did a question out there with uh, the best SNL cast member of all time. The results that was a good question. Yeah, the results have been uh, some of it's predictable, but some of it is uh, a couple of curveballs in there. So I'm excited to go through them. You want to hit it up? You want to do what, it? What's next? Uh, feedback. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait, hold on. I got to queue it up. <clears throat> you ready? Yeah, hopefully a mortar hits right now. Please, no mortars. All right. This next segment is the feedback loop. Eric, hit it. Feed, feed, feed for feedback loop. Feed, feed, feed for feedback loop. That was Wow, we're we're professionals. First piece of feedback comes from Maria. She says, "You want to start over?" No, we're on it. We're on the way. 
<laughs> Maria says, tell Eric I'm also not a fan of Kaylee Cuoco. Yes. Why does Cuoco? Is that your cousin, Maria? Cuoco? It's my cousin, Maria. Ah, awesome. Love you. Cuoco? I, you're, it's okay, Jones. Cuoco. <laughs> Move on. Move past it. We all make mistakes. I don't know how to say her Cuoco? last name. So, I love, I love you, Maria. Uh, don't tell my other cousins, but you're my favorite cousin. Um, I'm, I'm not on board with this. All the Kaylee Cuoco hate. What did she do to you guys? She's just not good at stuff. Is it her acting skills? Is it her face? Yes. <laughs> Which one? All of it. Really? Yeah. I mean, she's not ugly. I don't think she's good looking. She does kind of look like maybe her parents had too much fun while <laughs> pregnant with her. But like, I don't know. I feel like that's not strong enough of a reason to not watch any of her TV shows or movies. It's a good thing I didn't uh, recommend the movie Meet Cute that she <laughs> she's in with Pete Davidson. Cause, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I was smart like enough to not terrible. do that. All right, so everyone hates Kaylee Cuoco. Whatever. I can't wait to get her on the show. That's what's going to happen. That's what this is building to. Last time we talked about someone so much, it was Rockwell, know, and he ended up on our show. So it's going to happen. the truth. All right, what else we got? Do you think she's ever going to fall to the levels of a Rockwell? Yeah, eventually. What, you she's mean, like you mean 50. fall up? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an upgrade for Eric, in Eric's view. Next piece comes from Mike Arnone, who we've been talking about all night. <laughs> Jones, anytime you want to have a guest on Jones and Friends to talk about the superiority of crunchy peanut butter and expanded palate jellies to accompany it, I'm available. Crunchy peanut butter sucks. Any jelly besides grapes sucks. I agree. I... I'm glad that you guys can find your little, you know, niche. It's like furries. Like I, I, I think it's weird, but I'm happy that they found each other and have conventions. So you guys could have your crunchy peanut butter convention. And rhubarb jelly. Here's the thing. I want you guys to do a podcast together. So I'm I'm all for it. I think a Jones and Friends and the friend is always just Mike Arnold. You never say his name. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, he never gets <laughs> billing in the in the title. Jones and Friend. <laughs> Jones and some guy who, who lives in Wanta. Yeah. I mean Levittown. <laughs> Damn it. Don't even know where he lives. He's still getting it wrong. That and wasn't even a bit. I totally messed up. Anytime he wants super chunky with uh mint jelly, I'm down. Oh Let's do it. Ugh. Ugh. Next one comes from Rich. I've never laughed so hard. I'm sitting in my car with tears in my eyes and a pain in my side thinking about Jones yelling at his Alexa in French. And this effing guy says baguettes. <laughs> Do you still have the French Alexa? No, it's not French. Anytime I listen to a particular podcast, for whatever reason, it thinks I'm in France. So it plays ads in <laughs> French. And I go bananas every time because I forget every time. I listen to this podcast on my phone. Like on my computer and in everywhere else, it plays normal ads, normal English ads for me because I speak English. This sounds like a, a production piece. What do you think, Eric? Yeah. A Could, French baguette commercial? Can you do a French accent? You're going to find out next week. <laughs> I can't wait. Are you really going to do it? Yeah, a thousand percent. You promise? Yeah, now that the writer's strike is over, we're good. <laughs> oh, that's right. Did you guys get the contract you were oh, looking it for? Oh, it did end? Ended for me. Nice. <laughs> He was he, he was on a strike the, by himself. He crossed the line real quick. He was picketing outside my house last night. <laughs> it was awkward. My wife was like, uh, I think uh, Jones is out front. Uh, you should probably talk to him. The whole time I'm like, I'll be a scab. I don't care. I just need a good word. I just need a good word. <laughs> well, you have to do this production piece. Right. It's got to happen. This one comes from Lucy. I completely agree having a limit with going up to celebrities. I was on a... F <laughs> I was on a... What? 
I was on a ferry with Tina Fey and I didn't say anything to her. <laughs> a ferry? <laughs> when you were on a ferry with Tina Fey? What? Where were you going? She's always in transit. Like the last celebrity she met was at a parking garage. Like what's happening in your life, man? Lucy travels, man. Yeah, she get. Yeah, she I, didn't say anything. I was gonna say she gets around. I stopped myself. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> I saw it. She didn't say anything to Tina Fey, and I didn't say anything to her because she was with her husband and kid. Nikki Six, the bass player from Motley Crue, saw outside Starland, and some guy ran up to him and said, "I saw you walking out of a restaurant with your wife today in the city." Nikki seemed so creeped out, so I didn't go up to him when he seemed weirded out by this guy. I don't. I didn't follow that. So did she not talk to Nikki Six? She did Six? not. So someone else yes, talked to him. And creeped him out. And creeped him out. So she said, "I'm not doing it." That's the smart move. I like it. Have you guys uh, ever met like somebody famous like that? Um, yeah. Oh, I I met Positive K from I Got a Man <laughs> fame. You know, I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? I saw him at a bar, and I was like, whoa, you're Positive K. Throw the, like, throw the bar out. People could, could relate to it. All right, we were at a bar called McKeebs in Hempstead, New York, by uh, Hofstra University. Um, it's basically Ivy League. Back, I don't know if you know. It was back when it was Flying Dutchman, not the stupid pride. Yes. That's how old we are, that yes. they were the Flying Dutchman when I was a freshman. Um, so I see Positive K. I walk up to him. I'm like, dude, like, you're, like this is amazing. I can't believe I'm meeting you. And he was like super nice. And then I was, I had a beer in my hand. Um, like I just took, I just took a sip. And uh, for those who know me well, know that I spit a lot when I talk. So I do a thing when I'm talking at a loud bar where I kind of like cover my mouth as I'm talking close because I know I'm going to spit. But like, as I did it with my hand, I didn't realize I had my beer bottle in my hand and I just smacked him right in the face of my beer bottle. I smacked positive K in the head with a beer bottle. And there goes any chance we had of getting him on the podcast. And there goes that. Hey, you know what? I think we could still do it. It could happen. So, sorry, Positive K. I'm sure he listens. He's a big listener. I met uh, Reverend Run on a plane one time, and uh, his brother, Russell Simmons, was with him. You told us this last week. But you can tell us again if you want. <laughs> Go. We, uh, Let's hear it. The drummer in my band had said, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Continue. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. Continue. Continue, Steve. The drummer in the band had gone up to him and said, oh, this is awesome because if this plane goes down, we're not the celebrities on the plane you guys are. And well, the look they gave us was like, <laughs> are you guys serious right now? He definitely didn't tell that on the podcast last week. No, he left that part out. See, it's a good thing you finished the story. There you go. <laughs> you tried to shush him off stage. I didn't shush him. We tried to take I a picture. Snor with him. I snored him. tried to snore him off I stage. I snored him off stage. <laughs> tried to take a picture with him and he would not do it. Uh, well, I mean, you did, you know. Talk about the plane crashing while on the plane. So I had I had one moment where I wouldn't have said something to the, to the celebrity, but I had to. We went to a steakhouse in the city, and we lied to the doorman to get in um, and said we were on the New York Giants practice squad. <laughs> and it was packed that night, and there was no way to get in. And he said, oh, we have in our special back room, we have another New York athlete. Come on, I'll bring you back there. The manager wants you guys to sit back there. So we're like, damn it. So we go back it's there. It's Eli Manning. It's David Wright, like the Mets pitching coach and like two minor league prospects at the time. And they sit us, there's eight tables in this back room, and they're the only ones in there. They sit us right next to them. Oh, and man. the waiter's like, oh, Mr. Wright, these gentlemen are on the Giants practice squad. 
we figured we'd put you guys in the same room together. So, like, we had no choice oh, but amazing. to talk to this guy and pretend we were <laughs> practice squad NFL players. Oh, that is embarrassing. And we were with a girl who was very intoxicated and a Yankee fan. And the more drunk she got, the more she was razzing right. And he was, like, as close as we are right now. That's bad. Oh, That's it was so embarrassing. Uh, speaking of Mets fans and Yankee fans, a friend of mine from college uh, went viral today. Oh, I seen it in the newspaper because <laughs> she was like rant, like screaming her head off at the Mets for sucking and like telling them to stop swinging at everything, and then they swung at everything and lost. The and picture that the paper posted is fantastic. Can we post that on uh, Instagram? It's amazing. So she's viral. She's famous now. So now that's how we get the podcast famous. Maddening Mets fan goes viral in crushing moment. Don't swing at everything. That's what she was screaming. <laughs> that was the headline. That's amazing. All right. So I put up on uh, Instagram last week. I said, who do you think is the best SNL cast member of all time? I happen to be listening to the Fly on the Wall podcast while I put that up. and that's, What's that? It's Dana Carvey and uh, cool. David Spade. And they always just every guest is like. Is it good? It's good. They got better. <laughs> they got it, better. In the beginning, it was painful to listen to because like Dana Carvey just would be like he would do that thing where he asks a, a question but then answers it. Like he'll say, "Hey Eric, who do you think the best SNL cast member is?" Because I think it's Will Ferrell and blah 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 blah. And then just goes and you, and then you're like, wait, you never let the dude answer the question. So the people they interviewed in the beginning like never talked. And I was like, this so is terrible. why did you stick with it? I didn't for a while, but then I was talking to someone um, recently, and they're like, "Oh no, they got better at that. Like, you should get back into it." And, I, and I, so I've been listening again. Anyway, did you get new shoes real quick? I did. It's they're, the same shoes. I have the same. I wear the same sneakers for the last like seven years. They're I just, very white. I just get like every like eight months. I just buy another pair because they're fifty bucks yeah, on Amazon. They're, they're crispy. Forty nine ninety nine. I just get the same nice. Adidas nice. every time. So anyway, respect. Thank you, thank you. I'm so Italian with my white shoes. Um, so I, I decided I was inspired to see what other people thought was the best. Who was the best? So let me ask actually the, the, the crowd who can't see our uh, notes. Who do you think got the most votes for best cast member? Will Ferrell? Um, how about you? What do you think? Farley? Well, you guys are both, I'm going to say, correct because those are one and two. Farley got the most votes by a, by yeah, a landslide. blew it out of the water. Um, but second place was Will Ferrell. After those two, it gets weird. Yeah, very weird. Because <laughs> I agree with those. I think Farley and Will Ferrell, but it also shows our generation. Farley's it, though, for me. I don't <laughs> think there was ever a funnier dude. Like, if, if, we, had, if we had listeners 10 years older... It would have been like, or 15 years old, there'd be like probably uh, Mike Myers, maybe uh, Dana Carvey, um, even going back like Belushi. But you could tell generationally this makes sense. So Farley, Will Ferrell makes total sense. The third one actually includes my vote, Keenan Thompson. And here's why. Not saying he's the funniest. He's not even close. He's not the funniest, but I'm calling him the best because... He has never bombed ever. And I've watched a lot of SNL. He's always good. 
He's ju- and he's been on the show for 15 years. He seems so insanely just comfortable in his skin up there. He doesn't look like he's trying ever. And I think that earns him a vote. And I'm not the only one. He got a couple of votes. But then it gets weird. You want to get, get two votes from you? I did vote from two different accounts. <laughs> Whatever. No, I'm just kidding. That's a uh, weird pick, dude. And I don't even I don't even like know you right now. I also wanted I also wanted to not say a classic like But why? I don't know. It's obviously it's Farley. Or Will Ferrell. Those two are the best. Yeah. All right. Keenan's not even in the top 15 for me. Yeah, but I was looking at it from a different angle. Like, not the funniest, but just, like, the most, just, like, best. Because he's just always good. I could rattle off my head right now 15 better characters. Cast members. Name name a few. Adam Sandler. Oh, yeah. He's good. Phil Hartman. Oh, he's the best. Oh, Phil Hartman. He's the best. Okay. Who else? Steve Martin. He wasn't a cast member. He was a host a lot. And he was better than... <laughs> yeah, like Alec Baldwin, too. Alec Baldwin's been on... He's never been on the show, but like he's uh, been a host. What's the like, lead singer? Uh, Justin Timberlake? Oh, yeah. Timberlake, JT. All Andy, right. Andy Samberg. Okay. All right. I got your point. Okay. Can I tell you some of the... <laughs> can I tell you some of the other yeah, randos? Yeah, yeah. Norm MacDonald. Oh, Norm MacDonald. There you go. Another one. <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> I think that, I hope this is a joke, but Pete Davidson is bottom bottom shelf. He's below Keenan. <laughs> he is the Goldschlager of, of of SNL cast cast members. He um, he's the Alexi Vodka. I think in the he well. did one funny skit when he was walking through the graveyard. But he was like one of the was that that was him, right? But he was he was like he the, was the straight unf- guy. Yeah, he was yeah. the unfunny part of the skit. The funny people were Taron Killam and uh, no, there Jim was like Carrey. a funny one I think where he rapped. I just can't remember the skit. The fact that you don't remember it is yeah. all you need to know. That's it. You're absolutely right. All right, Bill Hader got got some votes. He's what, better than Keenan. Bill Hader's great. Dana Carvey. I know you. You're probably not a huge fan, but Dana Carvey. No, I'm was not. Great. A, I'm not not a fan of Dana Carvey. I'm just not a fan enough where I would listen to a podcast he did. Yeah, that's fair. He did I like Spade better than him. I, Spade is Spade is one of the most underrated comedians. I told you uh, two nights ago at work, uh, home, I watched Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. Yeah, not at amazing. work. I did it at my house when I was not being paid by my job. <laughs> um, I watched both of them, and he's so good in them, dude. David, he's underrated. Joe Dirt, classic. David Spade is is like tragically underrated. And the worst thing, like, so in this Fly on the Wall podcast, every guest that comes on just talks about how great Dana Carvey is. And it's almost like, it, it, like, it irks me because it's like, dude, David Spade, like, is getting no love, no respect. And, like, he's freaking hilarious. I like to think that if him and Farley never became what they were, that me and you could have been that. Oh, am I the David Spade? You are. I don't know. I mean, I love that. But I kind of want to be Farley. But it's it's just unfortunately that's not how this that's, this works. <sighs> Stupid genetics. <laughs> Does that mean I'm Tim Meadows? <laughs> You're Tim Meadows. You don't want none of this cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's real bad for you, dude. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Um, how so on, how and on then, earth? How on earth did Eddie Murphy not make that list at all? No, Eddie Murphy. It's a it's an age thing. It's so, a generational thing. Gonna, Eddie Murphy was like saved. The other thing about Eddie Murphy, though, is that he was on when SNL was at its worst. Oh, Chris Rock's better than, uh, yeah, than Keenan Thompson too. Oh yeah, <clears throat> he wasn't great on SNL though, but whatever. 
It's greater than Keenan Fountain. <laughs> you hate him. I don't. I love Keenan and Kel. What if there was a TV show starring Keenan Thompson and Kelly Cuoco? I would never watch it. Yeah, probably. And then and then we got some votes for Phil Hartman, which should should have happened. Oh yeah. Um that dude was awesome. I'm just shocked that there was no um older like there was no like uh, Mike Myers, there was no 80s people, there was no 70s people. It was all I'm surprised 2000s. Sherry O'Terry wasn't on there. <laughs> she was great. That was she a, was great. She was in a lot of good funny segments. You know, I always feel like I have a soft spot for the for the SNL cast members who are awesome but like never had anything after. Like yeah. she didn't do a damn thing after that. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um and she should have. Like I feel like she could have been she could have been something. It's a shame. Taron Killam is another guy. Like he disappeared. I don't know who that is. He was from the Bob and Phil, whatever. Oh, he was the other one with yeah, Jim Carrey. With Jim right? Carrey. Yeah. He was always good that on that That skit is show. top tier, by the way. <clears throat> yeah, it's a great skit. If, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, it's like the Halloween episode when they're like walking through a graveyard and it's like two the two ghosts are Jim Carrey and Taron Killam and it's like Pete Davidson and his girlfriend are walking through and all the other ghosts are singing like a song that makes sense. So it's like Keenan Thompson's like in a tree and he's like, I am a ghost of a tree. It's so stupid. But then every time it gets to Bob and Phil's part, they keep screwing it up and all the other ghosts are getting mad that they're ruining the song. (laughs) And like Pete Davidson and his girlfriend are like living people like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, get your act together. It it makes no sense when I try to explain it on the air. No, the skit is worth the watch, though. Yeah. Bob and Phil is funny. Yeah. Um, Almost as good as David S. Pumpkins. That was a good one too. It's a good one too. All right, so that was um, that was feedback. Damn, that was all the feedback, huh? Well, yeah. Well, you guys have any live feedback you want to tell us? Are we funny right now? Uh, I don't know. That that sounded like a lie. They did nod their heads. Yes, I know you can't see it. How would you rate us? Scale from one to ten. He six six point nine. Perfect. Six point nine out of ten. Nice. Nice. Love it. All right, so um, at this point. Oh, before we move on, talk to me. I want to do a quick shout out. So on the way here, yes, good call. We were like, oh, we should pick up some some booze for the barbecue, even though we're like doing the show. Like we can't come empty-handed, never. Um, so we're like, oh, we don't know what they drink. I don't know what to do. It's very nerve-wracking. I was sweating. I didn't know what to do. I was like, we're gonna screw this up. And by the way, you know, spoiler alert, we screwed it up. Um, they don't drink beer, so <laughs> we. We're to- like we're worried about what type of beer, and we should have been thinking what type of alcohol because they don't drink beer. Anyway, so uh, we stop at this like random beer store. It's actually called it was called Beer and Co. Yeah, which looked amazing from the outside, and we're like, oh, what is this place? So we walk in, and it was like, it was heaven. It was like the moment after the tornado in Wizard of Oz when she comes out and everything's in color. It's like before I went into that store, my world was just gray. It was just like shades of gray. It's like Pleasantville before you got laid. Yeah. And then I walk into that (laughs) store and all of a sudden like I see bright blues and reds and the world is just opening up and everything smells good. Right? And all of a sudden- Pop went in the store. I sat in the car and I got to watch this dude go to a table and try like 13 different beers in little cups. I had all the beers. And I'm watching him through the window. I'm like, 
is, is he gonna like finish up and get something so we can go to this barbecue? Yeah, Eric's waiting out there for like twenty minutes <laughs> as I'm like having the best time of my life. And he's like pointing at me with the guy, and I'm like, what are they doing? Yeah, I can't imagine like what was going through your head as you're watching this. Like no sound, like no audio, just watching me. He was with two people in the store, and both times he was pointing at me, and I'm like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so I walk in and. Like I'm not kidding. This is like the most beautiful beer distributor. What it's not even distributor. It was like a it was like a boutique. It was beautiful. It was like they could have been selling um they could have been selling like high end jewelry in this place. That's like how nice it was in there. And so I walk in and uh there's a uh the owner and founder and brewmaster of Jones Beach Brewing Company is there and he's got a whole like array of, of beers out and he's like, Hey, you wanna try some? And I'm like, Do I? Yeah, let's do this. And so this is what you're seeing. So I'm trying each and each of these beers and they're freaking delicious. I'm like, this, this these guys are going to be huge. So I'm like, uh, what's your name? He's like, oh, I'm Brian. I'm like, oh, Brian, nice to meet you. Um, like how long have you been working for the, for this company? He goes, oh, well, I'm the founder. I'm like, oh, let's like, like I'm talking to like the, the head honcho. I'm like, dude, this stuff is amazing, man. Um, and then, uh, so we're hanging out. He, he, he lets me try all the beers. They're all delicious. I pick up a bunch of them. And then I start talking to the owner of the store, right? And his name's Tim, and he's the greatest guy ever. And he's what like, Ted, Ted, Ted. Whew, thank God you just corrected me. Um, so <laughs> I go, so me and Ted, hey guys, I just met him, all right? I wasn't even in the store. <laughs> I've known Mike Arnone for 20 years. I don't know what town he lives in. So, you know, I, you know. Just saying. Are you going to quit the show, Jones? Just don't no. quit. That's all no, I'm asking. I'm just waiting for the next thing. <laughs> so, I'm just waiting for the next thing. All right. So listen, I want to get this right. Me and Ted are talking, right? And we're having a TED talk. And uh, that was a stupid joke. And anyway, so we go. He's showing me around. I'm loving the store. And I said, listen, I'm going to a barbecue. I don't know these guys. I want to make a good impression. I don't want to embarrass myself. And I don't want to embarrass my friend. Um, like, what do I do? He's like, well, you got some like craft brews. Why don't you get like a regular beer just in case they're not into like the craft stuff. And he shows me like the back area where they have just like Miller Lite. So I'm like Miller Lite, like nobody goes wrong with Miller Lite. ML smooth, always a good time. Always, you know, always a good time. So, so talking to Ted and talking to Brian and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm actually on my way to this barbecue, but it's, we're doing a live podcast from the barbecue. Um, and you guys have been so cool. I'm going to shout you out on the show because everyone needs to know about Beer and Co. and Wanta. And um, you got to check out Jones Beach Brewing Company. Are you sure Brian was his name? Brian was his name, definitely. Okay. And Jones Beach Brewing, beer is delicious. And the, and Beer and Co. is where you got to get your beer if you live on the South Shore of Nassau it's on, County. Uh, Long it's on Wanta Avenue. Yeah. So thank you, Brian. Thank you, Ted. And uh, thank you, uh, Tim, the imaginary person I made up before. And uh, that was my shout out. What I'm hearing right now is you met the brewmaster of some awesome beer company and said, nah, Miller Lite. No, I got it. No, I did both. <laughs> I bought both. I bought both. That's, that's what I'm hearing right now. No, I bought I bought a lot of the Jones Beach He bought Beach a beer. very uneven six pack of the, of, it was all different shapes. It was like two tall boys <laughs> and then two 12 ounces. So it just, it looks like someone who has like one leg longer than the other and they have to wear a big shoe with a big like, you know, heel on the other. Oh, this beer is great. Nah, don't want it. Yeah, no, I had all of it. I bought it. It's here. It's you found the like the old like screw top Miller Lite back <laughs> in like the, the case somewhere. No, it's the one they have to use a can opener for. The best. That's the yeah. best kind of beer. Yeah, that's when you know you're a man, you know? Yeah, the Hawaiian punch top. When the beer cans didn't have the wax lining yet and you just got like mercury poisoning. Yeah, good times. 
if you're if you're not risking death when you're drinking a beer, are, are you really are you really enjoying yourself? Are you really living? Because it doesn't sound like life to me. It sounds like that shades of gray that I felt before I walked into that beer and co. <laughs> So that happened. Anyway, so that's my story. I feel like you asked him, like, hey, do you have, like, that Bud Light that comes on the bowling pin bottle from 1990? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this is really good. This this craft IPA is dope, but I want that bowling pin beer. Yeah. Do you have any Rheingold? (laughs) Preferably, you know, like, original brew of Rheingold. Um, So, yeah, check it out. Beer's delicious. And uh, Jones Beach Beer Company. Brewing company, so any, good. They have any beers that taste like Bud Ice or Red Dog? Perhaps <laughs> they do have a Molson Ice flavored beer. Oh god, it's really good. Disgusting. Yeah. So, all right. The next segment is recommendations. Eric, hit it. song will always hit that's the flugelhorn right at the end yes <laughs> i just <sighs> wanted to say flugelhorn it's like fun to say i used it in real life the other day like the word flugelhorn oh, how I you played one no no i wish you should bring one to work one day um, i don't know we were talking about something and i brought up that like you they were talking about like instruments they never heard of before and i'm like yeah have you ever heard of a flugelhorn like what the hell is that and my sister googled it to see what it looked like it's just a odd shaped trumpet yeah, it's uh, similar to a coronet. Exactly. Like a coronation. Like yeah. a coronet. Like a corona. Like a corona bottle. It's a valved bugle. Is what there you they, go. They call it. Oh, yeah, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Eric, what are you recommending this week? All right, so my rec this week is going to be, uh, it's a show called Reginald the Vampire, and it was wrecked to me by Pomp at like 1 a.m. the other night. Uh, I was just in a in a funk and I couldn't decide what I wanted to watch. You actually randomly texted me. You go, yeah. dude, I'm scrolling through like every streaming site. I can't watch. I can't find anything. I was like, to I'm watch. just not in the mood for anything. And you were like, dude, do Reginald the Vampire. I just did it and it was so enjoyable. And I was like, all right. And I looked at it and the first thing I saw was that it was a chubby guy who was a vampire. And I've always been like into thing all things vampire and supernatural like my whole life. And my biggest complaint was that every one of them was just like a pretty human. I'm like, why can't a fat dude be a vampire, you know? And this show literally did it. Yeah, and did it well. And it did it so well. And to describe the show, it's, I mean, genre-wise, it's probably, I'd say it's like an action-adventure, horror, romantic dramedy. I think it's more comedy than you gave it in that rundown. I think it's like com comedy first. Comedy. Well, I mean, it's that's the comedy's in there at the end. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. It's like comedy. Yeah, it's, pepper in some action. Yep. Um, little rom commy maybe in some points. So literally what I just said. Yeah, what you said. Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. 
<laughs> so literally the exact thing. I want to do over my said. life and make someone else my best friend. <laughs> Can I do that? Can I go back? Too late, homie. And like when you moved here from Too Hicksville. Late. Just don't stop by I my just house. Walk right by you as you're unpacking <laughs> your boxes. Be like, screw that guy. Who's that jerk? No. Um. So yeah, the show's about a chubby vampire and his adventure with becoming one. And yeah. everyone makes it a point to tell him that he's fat. The whole show. <laughs> the whole show. Because vampires in the show, like in this universe, in this vampire universe that they create for the show, which is based off a comic book called Fat Vampire, by the way, um, which is amazing. <laughs> the whole point is that vampires are supposed to be like the best of the best. Like they only make, turn you if you're like really good looking, really athletic. Like they, they like purposely like choose like prime species Mm -hmm. because they want to be like a pure perfect like vampire race and this guy becomes a vampire kind of by accident we're not really well yeah like yeah essentially he was not the plan was not to turn him into a vampire He was actually supposed to be you know food for one of the other vampires but they turn him and everyone all the other vampires are really pissed they're like you're ruining us with this fat guy He, he can't even run fast enough to catch a human to bite them which is know? funny because like every vampire has like super speed and he he gets out of breath after like a three <laughs> second sprint yeah and then they explain to him that like how you w- whatever form you're in w- whatever shape you're in when you're turned you're and whatever, stuck like whatever, that forever and whatever strengths you have just get enhanced so because he wasn't like an agile yeah. human he's not an a- extra agile vampire and he's always going to be fat he even if he tried to lose weight now he can't <laughs> So, um, but they, he, what's but, nice though, is they did hammer out those rules, yeah, which I appreciated because most vampire shows don't. Yeah. They give you very clear rules of how it all works and, and it's, and his, I appreciated it. But I, what's cool about him is like, he's got, um, his first superpower that makes him special is he's super smart now. Like he could do like crazy math in his head, but then he's got another one. I'm not going to, I'm going to leave it out. Cause that's a big, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a plot. It's twist. kind of a big deal. Yeah. But he ends up becoming very, very special. And he also, as every, uh, funny fat guy in any movie, like try, just starts winning everybody over. Yeah. Like you can't, <laughs> like everyone wants to hate him. All the other vampires want to hate him. And then like, Oh God, he's pretty, he's pretty Except awesome. Except the one dude who like makes him is like a really cool guy. Like the whole, from the show, beginning. and I really thought that that was going to change because when you first meet him, he kind of looks like a d bag. He looks like a d. You know who he is? I do. He is Mario a- Van Peebles' son. Yes, his name is Mandela Van Peebles, and he looks like him, so it's really cool. He, he's even handsomer. He he's is. a handsome he dude. Like you know, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Like I would. I would he's a I, good. He's a good looking fella. I'd pay a couple of bucks to look like him. I'll say that. But it was a he's a handsome dude. It was a good show. Um, the females were all really attractive. Yeah, and the main character, the the fat vampire, is uh, played by Jason Batalon, who you may not know that name, but you know his face because he was in all the Spider-Man movies. The he's, new ones. The new Spider-Man movies. He plays Ned, who's like the best friend of Peter Parker. Yes. So that's the fat vampire, and it's he, also on Hulu. It's on Hulu. I think it's a sci-fi show, but it's on Hulu. That's right. You are correct. It's a great reco. And honestly, it's a deep cut. Like no one's talking about this show. So you guys, you guys get to, you know, say you, you, knew it, you knew it before it was a thing. Yeah. And apparently it did have enough eyes on it because it's already, uh, they're already in production for a season two. That's amazing. That's amazing news. So that's, that's good to know because it ends on a good note where you want a season two. Big time. 
so, Beat time. I have a good recommendation too. It's a similar TV show. It's called Dusty the Vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Can I read you the synopsis? Yeah, yeah, sure. Dusty lives a life of dreams deferred, baby. And one night he meets a stranger named Maurice who decides to help Dust achieve what he wants. However, Reginald, baby, is killed by Dusty's enemies. And now the only way to save him is to make Dust a vampire, if you will. And now, Dust must learn how to survive his new and impossible lifestyle, which means keeping his nature a secret from everyone he knows, baby. <laughs> Along the way, Dust manages more than he just survival. He discovers untapped abilities inside himself, and he becomes a far better man than he used to be, Jack. <laughs> Dust becomes a better man as a vampire, but some powerful vampires want him dead. <sighs> I would watch the hell out of a Dusty Rhodes vampire show. I was no, think- not Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> Dusty the Vampire. Dusty the Vampire, different guy. <laughs> different guy. <laughs> Can I tell you, I was thinking two simultaneously, t- simultaneous thoughts while you were doing that. Yeah. The first one was, damn, Jones is so talented. I know. I hate it. The second one was, his microphone must be dripping in, <laughs> in saliva right now. Those are the two things I was thinking about. Big Dust has a lisp. Yes, he does. Not me. I like you in this in this uh, this nice chair you're sitting in because you're doing the talk show leg cross. I'm doing the talk show like where yeah. it's like it's like fully like you know. Yeah, yeah, you're a chick. Yeah, I, it's. <laughs> it, I think they call it sissy style. Like I don't know where your <laughs> yeah. balls are right I'm now. I'm sitting sissy some, style. Somehow right now. it's happening. <laughs> I've always wanted to be on a talk show. And are you talking right now? I'm talking. I am tucked. <laughs> I am Buffalo Bill <laughs> from the waist down. Um, okay, so. My original record was something different, but then I switched it to Reginald the Vampire just because to annoy Eric, and he did actually get annoyed before we went on. I had a little, little sissy face. He's like, dude, really? You're going to do the same record as me? I'm like, I recommended it to you. He's like, yeah, but you had a different one in there. So I'm going to do my other one. <clears throat> so my other one, I actually have two. My, my other one is um, there's a show on Apple TV Plus called The Silo, and it's a really good- Isn't it just Silo? Maybe it's Silo. It's like the Facebook. Sean nodded in agreement. It's like the Facebook. The Facebook. Or doing the pot. So, you know, anyway, you should watch this movie show. <laughs> Damn it. You should watch this show called Silo on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, the plot is actually pretty um, unique. It starts off and there's like a civilization living in like a, like a huge like bunker. And it's like a huge, massive one. It's like a hundred and something floors going down deep into the earth. And there's 10,000 people that live there. It's like its own town. It's got its own like mayor and it's all whatever. And they don't know why they're down there or how long they've been down there. They've been living there for hundreds of years. So like the people that first went down there are long gone. And some point, like 150 years ago, there was a big like civil war in the silo where all their history got destroyed. So they really have no records. They used to have records of what, where they come from and why they're down there, all destroyed. The only thing they do know is that the air outside is toxic and there must have been some sort of bad thing that happened that caused the air to be poisonous so they have to stay inside. And But throughout the show, 
or throughout all the years, there's always people who are wondering and they're going, I want to go outside. I want to see. And there's one of all the rules in this society. The most like cardinal rule is if you say, I want to go outside, you have to. You have to go clean the camera. I watched the you, first two yeah. episodes. You have to clean. <laughs> and there's a, like a camera that shows the outside that gets covered in dust right and like the, the only way you could clean it is to go outside and you're gonna die if you go out there so if you say i want to go outside they make you go outside and then you die because and every single person that goes out they clean the camera and then they walk like 20 feet and then they die every time and um but despite that so many it's just human nature to want to explore and want to like see what's out there people keep it keeps happening because People don't believe it. They think it's all a lie. And I would think it's a lie too. I'd be like, there's no way. They're just messing with us because everything that they're seeing happening is happening on a, a camera. It's, a, it's, a, it's on a TV screen. So they're like, how do we know that that's real? How do we know that we're not watching like a fake thing? Um, Common is in it. Former rapper, current actor. Um, he's really good. He plays like head of like a- He's solid in every everything I've seen him in. And the way he's cast, so basically there's like, two different types of um uh like uh, i'll say law enforcement there's like the regular sheriff and deputies like police that do the like regular police stuff but then there's this like other group called judicial and commons the head of judicial and they're like so much better they're like i don't want to say they're like cia but they're kind of like they're more covert they're not like um, maybe Tactical. FBI. I don't know if you consider them FBI or something, but they're like, and they are like the ones that are really kind of like running stuff. And like, there's a lot of sinister stuff, sinister things going on, but it plays it's on a all, good choice of word. Yeah. And it, it plays on all these different things. Like if like it puts a lot of ethical situations, like if it really is a huge danger to everyone's survival for you to open up the hatch and go outside, like, would you, like, kill people that bring it up or try to find out more, like, start getting curious? Like, is it better to, is, is that is that ethically wrong to start killing people because they're, you know, starting to think about escaping or causing unrest? So, like, there's a lot of that stuff going on. And then it starts begging the question, like, what would you do if you're stuck down there? And they're not living terrible lives. Two chicks. Two chicks, that's what you do? Yeah, makes sense. They're not living terrible lives down there. They're like, I mean, it sucks to be stuck in an underground bunker your whole life, but like you don't know any better. Like, I'd, I'd want to adventure out. For sure. Um, so I highly recommend it. The season finale is actually this Sunday. So you No, know it happened. Oh, last Sunday. Um, Unless I just downloaded it today by accident and it didn't air yet. It's possible. But, but episode 10, I think, was the finale. Yeah. Oh, it's out already? Yeah, I have it on, on my Plizex. Well, I'm going to watch that tonight. Nice. Sweet. Um, so definitely check that out. Yeah, I watched the first two because I was just waiting for it to end so I could just do it all in, in, a, in a straight shot. Nice. You're going to like it. It, gets, it continually gets better. Um, and there's also other characters in there, other actors in there that you'll know, um, including um, Rashida Jones is in it for a bit. Yeah, I don't love her. Yeah, but she's she's but, good. But I it. don't hate her. She's not on like a uh, Kelly Cuoco level. Yeah. yeah, and um, one actor who I wish I knew his name, but he's in like everything. He was in Armageddon. He's like the best guy in Armageddon. Bruce Willis. He, he plays Ch Ch uh, Chicky. Oh, that guy's awesome. Yeah, he's in it. He's the sheriff. He's one of the sheriffs. There's multiple sheriffs because a couple of sheriffs don't make it. No, you know, spoiler alert. 
<laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, whoopsie. Um, okay, and then I have a third. This is a random record. It's a deep cut. I watched This Is The End for the first time. That's crazy that you just watched that. Is you, can- did you just watch that? And you want to know why I watched it? Why did you watch it? Because I was listening to the uh, podcast, The Rewatchables, where they pick like a ra- like a random show from the past and they just do a deep dive into it. And I listened to the whole thing. I'm like, they were talking about it as this is the last great comedy, 2013. They said there hasn't been a great comedy since this one. This was the end of comedies. That wasn't a pun. And, <laughs> and then, um, so I was like, well, that's crazy that I've never watched it. And I watched it and it is damn good. James Franco, Seth Rogen, Craig Robinson, uh, Danny McBride, maybe Danny McBride's best performance ever. Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Um, some cameos from randos like uh, Channing Tatum. I love that you're not naming the, the, the main character because he sucks. I don't even know. Jay Baruchel? Yeah, he's yeah, the worst. Yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of sucks in it. He's the only downside. Sucks in everything. He's the only bad part of the, of the movie. But So those are my recos. Watch This Is The End. Watch... Reggie, Reggie the Vampire, and uh, watch um, Silo. Yeah, that's it. Jones, you don't have a real Racco or no? Nope, that was it. <laughs> Big Dust the Vampire. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll take don't it. Miss All right, it. Listen, it's on at 605 on TBS. Let's run this show out with some questions. Let's do it. All right, so this next segment is Ask Us Anything. Eric, hit it. <laughs> Now it's time for Ask Us Anything, featuring your hosts, Paul, Eric, and Mike Jones. Did you record all of that yourself? Yeah, like years ago. Any loops or anything? I don't loop anything. That's freaking amazing. I'm so impressed by you. That's actually a different marimba than that's in the other production piece. Yeah? You have two marimbas? Yes. You got, a lot, of, a, you got a lot of space in your house. I have a 61-note marimba and an 88-note marimba. You know, I couldn't tell you, and I'm not even joking, what a mar- like what oh, it is. I have no idea. Is that like a piano? I thought you knew. I wasn't going to say anything. I don't know if it's like a, a type of guitar or a type of piano. I don't know. Or like a xylophone? It's a, So xylophones are made of metal. Marimbas are made of wood. Oh, uh, so it's not a glockenspiel. No, glockenspiel is also metal. So you got wood. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. First question comes from uh it's not a question, he's asking us things. It's not really a question. <laughs> I think that's what forget it, continue. He's just asking us things. First one comes from Puma. He asks or maybe asks us, do animals really love you or do they just want food or treats? What do you think, Eric? It's rough, but I do certain animals. I do think can feel love and comfort, therefore respond to you a certain way. Like so, like a domesticated dog, big time, hundred percent. I agree. I mean, the the question is actually to me the the real question is like, what is love? Maybe um, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, but. Absolutely. I mean, especially any type of pack animal, right? They like being part of a crew, and they once they establish who their crew is, there's a bond there. Um, scientists have done a lot of research on this. I actually Googled this before tonight. Um, and there's a chemical that your brain releases when you, are, when you feel love. It's called oxytocin. 
and um, that's what makes love feel like love. And both animals, definitely dogs, and humans um, release oxytocin when they're with each other. So when you're with your dog, like your dog is releasing oxytocin, which means that your dog is feeling love. Yeah, that's like the beginning of a relationship when you want to be on the phone with them till like five in the morning. Like, no, you hang up first. You hang up first. And you hang up first. No, you're cuter. And you actually want to see your significant other, you know? Yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> I love you, Catherine. <laughs> the problem, problem I have with this question is he says animals, not pets. Right? So, like, I know my dog and cat love me, but I don't know about squids. Those aren't animals. <laughs> actually, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> I, just like, said, I said put, that with no, confidence. No, you did it right, though. I did it like Eric does. That's it when why he had, I wasn't going to question yeah, you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, that's not an animal. That's a squid. No, say it Say it with conviction, and it's always right. Yeah. It's true if you believe it. Like, I don't know if my goldfish like me. They hate your guts. No, they, just, they, 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 just just want, they just want food. They keep forgetting that they hate yeah. you, so you're lucky. <laughs> they have short memories. Next question comes from Chuck. He asks, thoughts on the From season finale? So this is a show on uh, MGM Plus. Used to be on Epics. It's a fantastic show. Yeah, and it it did dip a little it toward did. the latter half of season two, but the finale was a in your face pow like it was a banger. Yes, like things happened. It was good. Yeah, definitely. I don't really want to spoil yet because it kind of just happened. Yeah, we won't say anything about it, but I will say this. The finale made the whole season worth it. So if you're going to watch the show, uh, take it from us. It's worth it. Yes. Even if there's a couple of episodes that are like, eh, it's a good show. If you like Lost, if you like the show Lost, you're going to like the show. And you like horror-ish mysteries, it's for you. And it got greenlit for a season three, so it's not going to leave us hanging like a show that Sean recommended to me that I watched, and it got canceled after season two on a huge cliffhanger. Oh, now I'm just worst. stuck in a place where I'll never know. Oh, so thanks, Sean. <laughs> Next question comes from Lucy. She asks, do you guys like sriracha? And did you hear about the shortage of sriracha? Um, I think sriracha is good, but I, I, I don't like it enough to, because I know right now people are selling it on like uh, Amazon for like $130 a bottle. You ready for the hottest of takes? Yeah. It's the most overrated hot sauce on the planet. I, I'm, 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 I agree. I have to say, I think it's okay, but like it doesn't have a place in my daily life. It's okay, and I, if I never had it again, I wouldn't miss it. Dude, I've tried a billion hot sauces in my life, like craft ones, made, homemade ones, like Jonesy's, um, which was delicious, by the way. But oh. I always go back. Yeah, it was delicious, Jonesy. I, I always go back to Tabasco sauce. Yeah. Like, the best call, call me boring, man, but whatever. Unfortunately, the, the best hot sauce I ever had in my life, I'll never be able to get again. It was from a small company in Rockville Center, Long Island, called Two Dudes Foods. And the guy used to drive like a food truck to a place I used to work. And he told me, and he used to bring me bottles of it, and it was great. He came up with this contraption for like um, high school and, and younger quarterbacks where they would throw a football into like this thing and it would like throw the football back so they didn't have to do anything. And he sold it at a sports convention in Vegas for like a ridiculous amount of money and just retired from doing anything in life. So the hot sauce company ceased to exist after that. You should get in touch with them, get the recipe, and we'll bring it back to life. Two Dudes Foods, and it was awesome. We'll just call it Three Dudes Foods. And the, the, the cap, 
had like a long stick going down into the hot sauce so you could like pull it out with the hot sauce on it and like wipe it onto the things you were eating you know what i'm talking about yeah like a yeah yeah like it the was, brushing on That's it was so smart. awesome so awesome i'll never forget it you should get the recipe right and then we'll make it and then pomp will walk by it and go for the tabasco <laughs> yeah and i'll still have tabasco <laughs> oh i like your beer it's a bit of light for me thanks i love it well i i think uh and anyone paying 120 dollars for sriracha is an idiot yeah that's crazy um i th- i like to believe that um the uh shortage is some sort of strategy for them to make it 120 dollars a bottle did you know so dumb did you know that um when the de beers um company the ones who make a lot of diamond rings and stuff when they were founded they purposely their strategy was to control the supply of diamonds to make them rare like they're not as rare as you think like they were purposely making them rare by like not mining a lot of it or like hoarding their stash of diamonds so that they could sell them for ridiculous um prices i have a feeling sriracha is doing the same thing they're saying the reason i googled this this today they're saying the reason is chili pepper shortages every other hot sauce is made from chili peppers also they're fine why only sriracha just saying i'm gonna start doing that with other podcasts i'm just gonna pick off the hosts so there's not much of a selection out there besides us. If we kill every other podcast host, we'll be yeah. famous. Who do you have to listen to? Us. Yeah, it's brilliant. We'll still give you good stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we won't slack. We'll we'll practice before. <laughs> we won't say Mike up and Martha Stewart because we'll practice. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Next one comes from this other guy, Mike Arnone. Never heard of him. <laughs> he lives in Levittown. <clears throat> Why do characters from the future in every movie and show have English accents? <laughs> Fantastic question. That's a good question. I um, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's because it sounds more sophisticated. I feel like, and they want you to believe that the more sophisticated humans are the ones that survived. Did you ever think about this though? That's why you don't have Australians there. Think about this though. Worst accent. It's a it's a rough one. <laughs> Look, here's the thing: they're only speaking in british accents when the future is like more advanced yes when it's a dystopian future apocalyptic future they always have american accents american like a non-regional diction because nobody has like a new england or a new york accent no they're from connecticut always they have non-regional diction they sound like tv news reporters like think about this show silo that takes place in the future american accents yep they have common as their judicial just talking like angry and then um but if you're in the future and there's you know like advanced technology and there's aliens and stuff then they're british so what they're trying to tell us hollywood is telling us that british people are smarter than us whatever whatever yeah they have crappy food that's why no one likes you bad (laughs) bad teeth bangers and mash shut up (laughs) What the hell's a banger? It's never those, sausage. It's oh. never those English people. Like it's never like the crazy Cockney accent. No. It's always like some like yeah. Like you don't get like that crazy guy who's like oh I bet. You know. it's <laughs> a, yeah. It's always like ro- royalty English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this last one comes from Doctor Chaz. Oh God. Who who appears to? I love you, Charlie. But uh, you still haven't finished the question yet. <laughs> Let's see what it, what it is. He's having a problem with the uh, character limit on Instagram. So this is his message. As human beings, we often find ourselves navigating a complex and ever-changing world. Cont- <laughs> <laughs> That's it? That's it. He ran out of characters. 
oh god charlie i love you and i love this bit but i want you to ask us a real question soon <laughs> please for the love of god the we, mi- like, we miss you charlie like he has our phone numbers he could email us like the, but he chooses the one with the character limit it's my Such favorite jerk. i love, love you, you. Doc. all right well guys this was the show yeah, nice man. and tight a tight how what, what time are we at 111 111 nice nice uh and guys we did it we pulled off a live outdoor like a real deal barbecue podcast yeah and it's a beautiful night it's like yeah, perfect it's, weather it's really nice it's like a slight little breeze a little a little chill in the air we got the tiki torches this was a lovely evening we had delicious steaks burgers hot dogs great company thank you to our host sean this was amazing thank you so much for having us uh thank you uh to all the you know people in attendance uh including james mccann who left before we started because his kid was uh doing the number three doing the old number three <laughs> yeah so this is awesome uh big shout out to punch dude's the man um and uh yeah i'm gonna go have a cannoli now i'm gonna, so, I'm gonna uh, start drinking some beers I, unless we're getting kicked out i, don't I, like, know what's I like where your head's at Word. so yeah you know the deal <clears throat> just keep answering our questions keep uh keep giving us feedback keep tell your friends about us Please. Please tell your friends. We'll give you something. We'll give you a cannoli. Yeah. Um, There's four here. The mm, Pomp probably won't have one because he's a little guy. <laughs> I'm definitely going to have one, maybe two. I'm definitely having so one. So maybe there'll be one left for you. Hell yeah. Um, we still owe Dorney a t-shirt because he got the trivia question right. Yes. Oh, and go on like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and like us and rate us and um, I have seen leave a, comments. a bunch of you have been leaving five-star reviews on Spotify. Thank you. Yeah, keep them coming, guys. Because I saw that number was jacked up the other day, and I was pretty pumped about it. Yeah, just just realize the more this show grows, the more the entertainment will get better for you because we'll be able to actually convince real celebrities (laughs) to come on the show, and uh, it'll be awesome. So so do it for you. Don't do it for us. Do it for you. Do it for Johnny. Do it for Johnny. All right. So I guess until next week when we're back in the studio, uh, have a happy Fourth of July, everyone. We love you. Bye. Peace.